Hi, I'm Elise Kennedy. Welcome to Jordan's Startup Tech Series, where we host entrepreneurs, venture funds, and technology companies on trends across the industry. Today, I've got the pleasure of being joined by Ewan Makash, the founder of SaaS farm operations software platform, Ocean Farmer. Thanks for joining us today, Ewan. G'day, Elise. Uh, it's great to be on the podcast. Let's kick it off by turning over to you. What does Ocean Farmer do? Ocean Farmer is the world's first operating system and fintech to support the growth of ocean farms. I, myself, am a marine scientist and an oyster farmer of 16 years. And the foundations of Ocean Farmer come from my lived experience of managing an oyster farm and scaling up farm operations over that time. Fantastic. And so who do you see as your customers today? Oyster farmers, mussel farmers and seaweed farmers. And there is more than 100,000 of them in our target market around the world. Yeah, that's massive. And how do you price your business and how do these customers come and pay for your your business? We're a software as a service. Mm -hmm. So based on farm size and their needs, they pay per month. Mm -hmm. And we're also building a farm finance product, which they'll also, also get revenue from. Great. And then your geographical footprint, are you in Australia only? And if you are, are you more skewed towards different states or territories? Or have you got an ambition even to go globally? We're found in Australia, but we've got farmers all over the world. Uh, We currently have a record number of customers. So one of our strengths, the way I've designed the app from the beginning, is that we're actually able to accommodate like farming cultivation methods from farmers from all over the world. We have farmers in Australia, New Zealand, UK, Ireland, and the US. The US is currently our largest market. So 60% of our customers are based in the US. In fact, I plan to move to the US to actually drive growth there. Exciting. So how have you reached so many of these customers? What's that go-to-market strategy? It's probably good to circle back a little bit. I was always a farmer for 16 years, and I experienced two of the problems that we're really solving with Ocean Farmer. So the two biggest problems that you face as an oyster farmer or a mussel farmer or seaweed farmer is, is optimising your operations, as well as getting capital to grow the business. And the reason farmers find it hard to optimise operations is because farming is a learn experience. 90% of your farming sort of operational knowledge ends up being captured in your head. So basically what I'm trying to say is like farms just end up getting run by memory. And then getting access to capital is hard predominantly because the farm's underwater you know, ocean farmers don't have any real estate to offer as security. Funders don't have visibility of operations, especially when they're in a farmer's head. And so funders don't understand their business and it's perceived as being quite risky. Mm-hmm. So when we went to solve this problem, we one knew that farm operations and farm practice is very specific to the location of where you're farming. So we needed to have a really versatile application. So we gave the farmers a GPS phone app that does just that, that helps them capture their unique farm practice. And it's like Google Maps for their farm. It helps them navigate the day-to-day operations. It helps them record farm activity. And in doing so, the farmer effectively digitizes their farm practice. It's with those insights, the farmer can really start to sort of take, you know, their business to the next level. They can more readily share that farm knowledge, you know, by digitizing it. They can optimize their operations and they can drastically improve farm performance. The key then beyond that is then, you know, giving funders the visibility of those farm operations and ultimately de-risking the farm itself. Mm-hmm. So using the ocean farm technology, we can also hook in sensor data to further inform decisions and de-risk operations. 
So that's a long answer to what you asked, but basically because I'm a farmer, because I did it for 16 years, because I needed to scale my my farm, we've actually designed something that we can basically help farmers all over the world do as well. Look, I'm not a farmer, so <laughs> this is all new to me, but digitization <laughs> of areas that you know seem ripe for disruption is something I am familiar with. And it sounds like definitely capturing some of the data and using yes. the internet of things sounds like it's possible and probably made more possible with some of the, the changes in the internet too. This is an industry ripe for disruption. It's pretty much analog and we're digitizing it. Fantastic. And so therefore, have you found that from the solution itself, you've set it up for the industry with that identified problem in in the forefront. So is that just being spread by word of mouth now? So yeah, generally with farmers, it's not so much a word of mouth, it's about direct sales. So our most um, effective sales technique is, you know, conferences and farm visits. And as well as that, as you say, like word of mouth and by reputation. So with farm operations, it's not as simple as advertising on Facebook or, you know, online with Google search words. I really got to, you know, go to farms, visit farmers and build up our reputation and credibility to get them to adopt the technology. Once they do adopt it, we've got them for life. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking then. And we see that with some of those harder to tap into industries, that the churn is very low in there. Let's talk about the industry as a whole. So have you ever gone and tried to size, you know, how many farmers are in your space and what could be the potential growth of them looking forward? Yeah, so we've done a lot of work around understanding the, you know, the total addressable market. There's not heaps of information out there, but we know there's about a $59 million market for oysters, which is where I sort of founded the company in, in the oyster industry. We'll grow that market to about $200 million in the next six to eight months as we launch into mussels and seaweed. And then when we add farm finance, it gets really exciting because there is like an untapped $1.8 billion market for ocean farming finance. For the reasons I gave earlier is because, you know, not many funders understand their business, but we do. We have their data. We can identify the best farmers on the best farms and we really want to lean into them. Mm. And are there differences between global markets when it comes to oyster farming and the technology that you have to roll out? Yep, definitely. So we've got farmers, you know, in the North Americas and in Europe that are more sophisticated, they're more sort of established, more businesses. And then there's another huge market of farmers, very small farmers in Indonesia and the Africas that we are going to approach in a different way, more of a freemium model. Interesting. It's good that you've identified some of those differences in business models already. And let's look at the competitive landscape. Do you have any key competitors that you've identified across various markets or any stocks that for us to look at the listed space, we can compare your uh, business to? Yeah, listen, there's other aquaculture software out there, not a heap, but the major aquaculture software has been developed for fish and shrimp, which has very different operations to ocean farming of mussels, seaweed and, and oysters. Those systems are really focused on cost control in terms of feeds and the fish health in terms of antibiotics. With ocean farming, 60% of your costs of ocean farming come from labour. So that's why we've set up the ocean farmer to really focus on labour optimization, making sure farmers can really be targeted in what they do and when they do it in order to be more productive. Interesting. It's one fact that I've uh, learnt today. And how do you see yourself as differentiating to some of those those peers? Yeah. So the, again, the key aspect is that we've been sort of farmer focused and farm activity focused. So whereas most traditional software and this, the software and the current software available 
really ask the farmer to conform their farm practice to a standard operating system Mm -hmm. in order to get the value from it. Instead, we've approached the farmer with an adaptable sort of versatile app and we said, okay, how are you farming? We want to capture that. We want to capture the information that's important for your farm practice and then we'll do the hard work or the technology will in the background to actually structure that data and push it back in a standardised format. So the difference is, is that we don't create a job for the farmer. Instead, we create value from the farmer in the first instance that makes them adopt the technology more readily. It means they get value from day one from it. And at the same time, we can deliver a whole lot of value in terms of insights into their farm performance, their farm optimization. And as I said, the big players actually help these guys grow their farms using data-driven farm finance. Yeah. And how easy is it for others to copy what you're doing? What are those barriers to entry? A lot of trips to farms, a lot, at least, but no. no. <laughs> Do you think it's the inquiry six, six, and the six, six, 16 years of farm experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so no, 16 years of farm experience. We've been founded for four or five years now, so we've already built up quite an extensive data set on farm yep. practice, yep. Um, which is it's hard to catch us there. But, yeah, the barrier to entry is, is significant. Yeah, especially as it's you said, right, the, with the customers that you said are very hard to reach, I guess is one of the key things you note there. And it's also a very niche market. And you know, right now we are aiming to capture quite a large section of it mm-hmm. and so it'll be hard to push us out. Yeah. And then thinking about some of the unit economics, this is stuff that we love when we're looking at it from an investment standpoint. It sounds like Chancellor, do you find that some of those existing customers, do you have options for them to purchase more or cross-sell other products? I know you mentioned finance in there. Yeah, so we've recently reduced our churn down to 3.5% and mm-hmm. we know we can get that even better. Our customers don't tend to churn back to any competitor. They just go back to the status quo of using their memory. Yeah. And so to combat this, we have you know a customer engagement program. We're also mm-hmm. continually developing the app to make it more sticky, to make the farmer's job easier, to deliver more value to them. Um, And that's quite exciting because there's a whole lot of stuff we can do there, especially with a GPS map in terms of prompting farmers of tasks they might want to be doing when they turn up on the farm, of integrating other data sources like weather and sensor information to capture data for them automatically and help them make them better decisions. And yeah. And then what's the biggest input cost to the business and and talk about if you're willing to some of the the churn rates in terms of cash flow burn? Yeah, so... It's the usual sort of costs for a software as a service business. We spend money on sales and marketing, on software development, or business administration. You know, our biggest threat at the moment is that we are a small company. We're early in the market. It's a large and exciting market, but it's hard to reach, as I talked about. You know, farmers respond best to direct sales, and there's a lot of ground to cover. And there's also a lot of noise and hype around technology. So a lot of solutions looking for problems that can muddy the waters when it comes to adoption from farmers. They're looking for solutions, but they don't know what the right ones are. Um, And so we need to be able to cut through. What I know we deliver is a very smart solution to a grassroots problem. And that's why we've had, you know, really good traction so far. Fantastic. And what are your strategies for growth? How should we think about the profile? Should it be more global markets, expansion into other verticals? How do you see the next, say, 12 months? Yeah, so right now I'm focused on a big push into the US. Our closest competitor has left the market, and so it's left it wide open for us. The US also happens to be our growth market, so as I said before, I plan to move over there. We have the software for seaweed and mussels ready to launch. 
particularly seaweed is a massive industry. So we're excited to get involved in there and that'll expand our customer base to, as I said, nearly a market of $200 million. And we're also developing new softwares that will increase revenue and reduce churn. So once farmers start using the farm operations, we can then start adding in harvest operation, which helps them with the compliance and by integrating their compliance and regulatory burden into the farm operations. They can just press a few buttons and at the end of the day, knock off with a clear head, knowing that all that compliance and traceability has been done. And then the main thing, I guess, is about really we're building really strong industry partnerships. So that can be with like, not-for-profits like Greenwave and the TNC, but also strong industry partnerships with like finance and insurance, which we know are very interested in, in the data we collect on farms. Lots to do in there. You mentioned that your one of the competitors that was in the US has left the market. Do you have any colour as to why that was? So they basically pivoted towards uh, different technologies. So they started in farm management, but then have moved into supply chain labelling and traceability. And when I talked to them about it, they said, why did you guys move out? And they said, this other business was growing faster, so we just put our effort into it. And so that company is actually looking to be one of our partners because we can integrate into their system now. Interesting. And then you mentioned your background in farming. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, the experience, and or any of the others in your team about their capabilities? Yeah, sure. So I was a marine scientist before I went farming, and I've also founded a marketing company, Signature Oysters, which... It sort of prompted Ocean Farmer, actually, because I was farming every day and then I needed, I created a marketing company in order to get more money for my oysters. But then I spent my time marketing my oysters and other people's oysters away from the farm and realized I needed a solution to help manage the farm operations. But my co-founder is James. He has experience in data technology and digitization. When I went looking for a solution, I didn't find one, but I found James and he's got a big brain and he's done a very good job. And just recently, I've engaged my CFO, Matt Parry, and his key expertise is scaling up small to medium enterprises, which is going to be an invaluable skill set for our current stage of growth. Fantastic. Well, it sounds like you and you've got a lot ahead of you. So thank you once again, you and Matt Cash, founder of SaaS farm operations software platform, Ocean Farmer. I can't wait to see what this business does over the next 12 months. Thanks, Elise.